Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello and welcome to the Short Ball Podcast. Uh, I'm not Scotty Stevenson. My name is James and this is Mills Muliaina, who's played 100 tests for the All Blacks. No big deal. Dirt off your shoulder. How are you, Mills? I'm not too bad now after I've found a park. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about parking in Auckland very soon. It's an absolute nightmare. Um, we're both very stressed about what happened this morning getting through the spin-off. I found a great, great park in the end, but I probably should have given myself at least half an hour to get here. Yeah. Well, and find a park. Yeah, I know. That's how long it took me. Half an hour. And weirdly, there's a train station that's just a, oh, yes, a hop, man. skip, and a jump from here, and we just don't use public transport. We're Auckland's not. not that kind of city, or we're not that kind of Kiwis. People. Kiwis aren't, are they? No, not at all. Um, Kiwis on tour, though, this is where everything changes. We catch trains, we walk, we do all those things that we'd never do mm-hmm. here at home. And um, one of those places is London, England, and uh, we're going to talk about Twickenham because... It was a tight one, Mills, and somehow the All Blacks got it done. But England, hugely improved. They're a massive threat, aren't they? Well, they are. And considering how, how many injuries they've had, um, you know, amount of guys that have been out, I, I know the weather sort of dictated that it was going to be quite tight and there'd be a bit of mistakes and things, but you've got to take your head off to the English because uh, they, they possibly should have won this game. Yeah. 15-0 up. The try that was disallowed, yes, it, I think, well, he was definitely offside, but they finished the better as well. And and, and so when you look at the wet weather rugby, um, they probably played, um, you know, better than the All Blacks. Yeah. On another day, that try would have been allowed. There was, um, yeah, wet weather rugby, we, we should, um, I mean, are the All Blacks a good wet weather rugby team? Oh, I, I think we can be. I think we're just not, we're not, we are not used to it because, um, yeah, we probably don't. I think you know. Yes, we get the cold and things here when the June internationals and things are on. But I think when it pours down like that, it almost you almost sort of go into a um, different sort of um, uh, mental prep. You know, the, the whole week would have been nice and sunny as well. So, but we, we perhaps got caught up in, in it all. I think you know we, we've still got to back our skill set to be able to uh, get the ball a, a little bit wider. I know they kicked a lot as well, which were, they were probably ho- hoping to get more dividends later on in, in, in the match, which they didn't. Um, but it's just balancing up our game. I think it's a good lesson for them. It's a good lesson for them. And, and if you look at um, you know Japan, you know next year, uh, well, hopefully you won't get that sort of weather. You know, really um, traditionally you don't really get weather like that in, in Japan, in particular that that time of the year. So. But it was a great, it was a great game. Right down, I mean, this is what we waited for for the last four four years, four years since they last played, right? Um, and I just, I just thought the, um, you know, it was, a, it was a very good uh, test match, which leads into what's going to happen in Dublin this weekend. Exactly. Um, before we get to Dublin, uh, there were three things I wanted to ask you about that test. One was um, the England's first try, which was, you know, pretty much what two minutes in, a minute in. Uh, 
all the All Blacks, when they were defending, about three or four of them decided to desert the blind, quite yeah. a nice big juicy blind, and went <laughs> o- open to defend. That was an unbelievable call from a lot of experienced players. We're not going to name names, but you could see them sprinting around like the danger was on the other side. Yeah. Clearly not. It was set up nicely, wasn't it? And if you looked at, the, uh, I suppose, the view from the top, uh, you noticed it, there's some, a couple of the English players, I think it was two or three of them, swept to the left, yeah. which then, and then that's sort of these little decisions, you know, um, you know, put. I think it was, you know, this uh, might have been Sonny Bull and uh, and one of the Lucys, and they are crucial in defence, yep. especially when there's a split blind and and as you mentioned, a nice juicy blind. It's not a five metre blind where you know you no. can you know you can actually go. It was it was a decent enough blind to say, well, at least one of us has got to go and and one of us stayed. Now at that particular time, because the English had uh, had those guys on the blind side initially and then swept to the left, it just made them make that decision and two of them went and so in in, in an order um, and because both of them went that, that blind side just became even bigger and it left uh, Rico Ioani there by himself to, to make a decision obviously the pass um, out wide and all of a sudden they're in so uh, a couple of lap, lapses in um, decision making and also communication but I, lo- I love the way the English, set it, the English set it up because there was a, a decent enough blind a couple of their players swept to the left um, latish, and it was all about timing, and, and all of a sudden it just made those two players think, "Wow, we're gonna we're gonna be they're gonna go, you know, they're gonna go to the open." And unfortunately, in, in that case, um, you know, the for, for the All Blacks, the English scored. Yeah, and w- when Youngs threw that beautiful cutout ball, I think it was almost a, a five on three, maybe even a six on three. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was that was something that surprised me. And then I, I guess the rolling more it's going to happen sometimes, but the isn't the golden rule you don't let them more uh, towards the posts away from you. You sort of try and push them towards the sideline, towards the sideline and stuff. So something went wrong there as well, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, I'll just go quickly back to that Youngs pass. Yeah. I mean, we always go on about how skillful we are. It was raining. And to give a pass like he did over the top and and hit um, who was it Ashton Ashton out wide, yeah. then I was expecting that in a typical Ashton dive right, but not in those conditions. To to, to have a skill set like that was was is incredible. So you've got to take your hat off to um, what they're doing there in terms of their skill set. Um, to come back to the more, yeah, you're right. But I think once the English got that initial shove, I mean the All Blacks didn't. They didn't contest. They tried to get you know right in there, and they, they to their credit, uh, they had it moving laterally. So it was moving to, you know laterally until a couple of the backs came in and sort of um, shunted them forward. Um, and I mean, it was, it was just a, a case of you know a nice, uh, good setup from the from the line out, nice and stable. Yes, they were going lateral. Once the backs got in, they got a bit of momentum, and over they went. And so, um, but what what was interesting for me is they tried it again. The exact same thing, and I kind of wonder, and perhaps it's something they might look at a bit later. In hindsight, you know whether you know that was the right thing to do. I mean, against the All Blacks, you know, um, you can't try something again and hope that it's going to work because you know they would have adjusted. It's like in a, in a training pitch, you do something once you score, everyone's charhooing around you. Yeah, you go do it again. Of course, they're going to fix it up. And I just wonder at that time when they did it in the, in the second half, whether they need needed to have a, a little bit. Of, Bit of an adjustment, um, and try and suck, um, you know, some of the the All Blacks in, and then sort of do something else off it, rather than thinking, well, it worked once, let's do it again. Because a team like the All Blacks, they they adjust, and yeah, when you have moments like that, you've got to make them pay for it. Yeah, and uh, I guess with the All Blacks making teams pay, 
that's kind of what we're well, they are good at. I'm going to talk about them as them. And um, early in the second half, we had this opportunity, amazing um, move. McKenzie with the offload, I think it went to then Ben Smith back to Aaron Smith. Artie Savier was running up. They call it Fat Man's Track, even though it's <laughs> ripped to shreds. And um, he. The pass from Aaron to Artie wasn't good because mm. he sort of dummied again inside to Ben as if to go, hey, I might give it to the weapon here. But, I mean, he had weapons either side. It's just that, that that's a weird thing to see an all-black team not do, not convert, and also n- not create that highlight, which I thought that would have been one of the tries of the season, you know, just yeah. so clinical. Yeah, but, uh, but that's what pressure does to you as well. And yeah. so, I mean, we, we have been clinical in, in certain situations like that, but when... Yeah, you're in, in a hostile environment. You know the the you're under the pump. Those are the little things that you've got to try and finish. And against a team that, uh, you know, it, it could have gone either way. It was a tight test match, pouring down with rain. You 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 often sometimes you know check um, instead of you know that that fluency you have. You think, oh, you know, maybe I should hold a bit longer. Or maybe this option's on. And that slight hesitation is all it takes in test match footy. Um, you know, that's the difference between having a mistake. Or a five pointer, and in, th- in that case, you know that that's what what happened against the English. Uh, can we talk um, a little bit about selection then? Uh, for example, they've been mi- mixing Aaron Smith and TJ Padanara a little bit, yep. uh, starting and finishing. Um, who do you like as your starter, and who do you like as your finisher? I, I think they. I don't think there'll be too many changes. I mean, obviously, uh, Sonny Bill Williams is, is out with injury, so. You know, it's um, you know, Crotty will slot in there nice, uh, nicely, and then obviously Anton and Brown. I, I think they, I'd like to see them roll out with the same team. I think you know when you talk about things like that, that hesitation, uh, all of a sudden a mistake when they, it could have been a little bit more clinical. Um, I think you roll out the same team again, and you make you make sure you got consistency there. You know, you got another a full week with this with this team. You, you got to remember they they turned up to to England. Having a full week of preparation, you know they roll into now, and, and if, if they have the same team, uh, they're rolling now and um, and have an extra week. So that's two two and a half weeks worth of prep. Um, so I like to see, and I think the conditions will be a lot better. Um, all I'm hoping, you know, typically when they've played in their past, it don't, you know, it doesn't usually rain in Dublin. I think. Okay, this is does it rain in Dublin? Please text in and tweet. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't you, rain. It doesn't, doesn't rain in Dublin. Yeah, and so I think they stick with the same team, um, and you keep the consistency there. And so to answer your question, um, Aaron Smith starts with me, and then okay. uh, TJ comes on. Yeah, so I've got last week's team here, which um, looks like so Damien at fullback. You've always advocated uh, for Damien to be a fullback. Do you like what's happening there? I, I do, and you you think. At the moment, okay, last year he just came on with a hiss and a roar. He was just huge because um, he had the freedom, you know, obviously defence-wise guys probably aren't as aware, well, probably weren't as aware as what they are now. Now he's just a general general threat all the time, every time he gets the ball, and even against the English. You know, there's some, some great moments that he showed there when he exploded onto the ball. I like him there. I know the All Blacks have talked about um, you know the the, the two ball playing um, you know fullback and yeah and that, and that's working that works but um, I suppose they just they just need to keep keep at it. Last week um, you didn't see too much of that because of the conditions um, and he was tested a lot 
Damien was uh, under the the high ball, and and he caught some good ones. It's it's. I mean, that's probably one thing that that people sort of um, have thought. You know, perhaps criticises his game the fact that he um, might be too short to be able to catch those high ball, but he's mm. not. You know, yes, he is short, but he's very effective at what he what he um, what he can do in the air and, and catching and things like that. And so, but the English manipulated him well. You know, he'd go up. By the time he got down, someone hit him and um, either hit him out or they slowed that ruck down. And so, he's good under the high ball. I like the way he plays, but he brings that uh, that uncertainty. Uh, which can be a good thing and can and, and can also be detrimental to what you're you're trying to do, and that's what I like about it: the unpredictability of um, Damien McKenzie that he can make things that look that, that are so tough to do look so easy. Like get on the outside, a, a, a nice little wee sort of jink that gets him on the outside, aware of who's in front of him and what he can do, um, and you know defensively, um, you know he can tackle and, and he gets himself uh, in, in in decent um, position, which 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 I like. Uh, what's the secret to taking the high ball? It's just you and the ball. Eyes on the prize, apparently. Yeah. So you keep your eyes on the prize, which is the ball, and not on the fries. Which is the other people? Well, oh, don't, oh, don't eat unhealthily like myself? Well, okay. exactly. Thanks. That was, that's what my, my good uh, late uh, uh, friend Sioni Lawaki used to say, hey, keep yeah. your eyes on the prize, not the fries. Not the fries, yeah. But the problem was he used to always turn up uh, – after, at pre-season training having looked like he'd had too many fries yeah right well who doesn't mate I mean it's only the real nerdy players who turn up at the, at the right weight oh. like yourself unless you're Stephen Donald <laughs> oh really oh mate that guy can eat whatever he wants and turns up still fit until and Dan Cart oh that's 10s eh yeah, that's right. But until the World Cup final, <laughs> when he put on just a little bit of beef because he's a sugar addict isn't he Stephen Donald let's talk about it well he is I mean, he's junk food. Junk, yeah, junky. Yeah, I mean, he can. Oh. Pizzas. Loves a pizza. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you have nutritionists like when you started in the All Blacks and then by the time yep. you finished? Yep. Yep. But, yeah. And how do we get. Well, actually, we got onto this. Yeah, I was just thinking, how did we get onto the subject? But yeah, keep your eyes on the prize, not the fries. Not the fries, yeah. yeah so, oh, well, well the, here it is, okay? Keep your eyes on the prize. Yeah. So, keep your eyes on the ball. Cool. Jumping is massive, so your timing's got to be right. You've got to know how to dance. Yeah. Okay, so a couple of, couple of steps before you go up. Barishnikov. And then um, close your basket. This is the basket here. The basket, that's it, mate. Don't your, give your elbows. Gap. Keep your elbows together. Keep your that, el- that doesn't work. No, but now that nowadays they're teaching them how to catch like uh, the AFL players. Wow. That's your ribs open, mate, when you come down. Oh, yeah, so you better, the elbows help protect your ribs. Yeah, the higher you get, the better, I suppose. But, man, there's some... Damn tall wingers and fullbacks these days, isn't there? Oh, no, it's ridiculous. I actually don't count um, someone getting smashed when they re- um, retrieve the ball. That, that's just tackling practice. No, it is. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. I, I'm, I'm looking at whether they've, they've retained the ball is, is the, the most important thing. That's right. right. Yeah. Um, they're a sitting duck in that situation. So, look, you mentioned the midfield of uh, Ryan Crotty, who came on quite early because of that injury to Sonny yeah. Bill and did bloody well. Yeah, he did. So, in those... Um, I guess against those teams that employ the rush defence, I presume Ireland will probably do the same, like uh, the Lions in England. Uh, do you need someone who is really direct, like a Crotty or even a Laumape, who mm. just go, comes at you all day from that sort of inside channel yep. and it negates the, the rush on the outside a bit? Oh, I think you do. You need to call head on you as well. I mean, it's, it's interesting, right? Because, uh, I mean... 
Sonny Bill is exactly the same player. Would have been a perfect player to do that stuff, but it just just so happened that that he absorbed a lot of that. And, and so when you know when he gets criticised, well, he didn't really play that well and things like well, he had a lot to absorb defensively and things like that. Given the same situation, I'm sure he would have done exactly the same. But what Crotty brings is a cool headedness as well. Not that Sonny doesn't, but the the fact that he knew he was sitting on the bench, he knew he's got to get out there and do the simple and uh, and the basic things really really well. And then that scrum that they had. All he needed to do was truck, um, and he got well over the game line. The ball was fast, and then it just got everyone into gear. And then all of a sudden, a couple of little wee brilliant moments on attack and defence, um, and, and all it does is gives the guys around you confidence say, to say, well, here's a guy that's come on. Yes, it might be on. There's fool's gold out there. There's a bit of rush D, but it's on out on, wide. He's just going to tuck, but in tucking... He was making the gain line. You just don't tuck and sort of T-bone. A little bit of footwork, boom, and he's over the gain line again. And it just gives you momentum. But it also gave guys around him confidence that all of a sudden now, here's a leader that's come on, um, and he's showing us the way. Okay, now I've got to be a lot more effective in, in my work and when I carry the ball or or when I'm cleaning rucks or when I'm defending. And so all of a sudden, that momentum and that pressure that, was, that they had sort of ab- absorbed and sort of taken, you know, the 15 points, um, that sort of slowly started to sort of um, turn to the All Blacks way, and it was it was fantastic to see. So there's a bit to unpack there. Uh, Fool's gold. Um, I think we're talking about a the mirage of there might be an overlap out there, but don't be fooled. No, because it's not there. It's not there. No. Well, and you got to back your slide. <laughs> yeah, you got to back your de- um, back your your skill on a really wet day to be able to get it out there. So yeah. Um, asking a lot. It is asking a lot. And that's what I was alluding to before, you know, the, the fact that they were kicking in behind, trying to um, trying to make uh, the wingers think on defence to say, well, if they're going to keep kicking in behind us, I'm going to have to sort of make a decision as to whether I come up or stay and wait for that kick. And as soon as that sort of happens, it makes them start to think. And then fatigue starts setting, settling in. Then it sort of just sets things up a little bit. They just didn't execute. That execution was crucial. I think um, you know, Barrett sort of kicked it a little bit hard, went over the 22, all of a sudden release of, of pressure and um, it's back on the All Blacks. So had they sort of executed those well and kept it in, it could have opened things up a little bit. And so you're right, the, the, the fool's gold is there, but setting things up is is probably even more crucial in a, in a test match. And perhaps what some people don't realise, you sit at home and go, why are you kicking the ball away? Why? Because mm. the long- Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com records. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Longer you hold it on, hold on to it sometimes in a in a wet rainy um, 
day like that, the worse it becomes because all you're doing is just holding on to the ball and then you're just waiting for a mistake. One little mistake happens, boom, scrum, momentum swing's gone. Yeah, exactly. And T-bone, is that what, what tackle is a T-bone? <laughs> well, you, you spoke about a juicy steak, Max, so I yeah, thought, yeah. why not bring T-bone? Well, a T-bone yeah, is t- when, okay, it's easy just to, to walk, to, to run straight into someone, right? Yeah. So that's a T-bone. Do a little bit of footwork and you're away, you hit yeah, the yeah. weak shoulders. Yeah. That's what they tend to talk about. Liar with the eyes. I, I'm going this way, but I'm actually... Yeah, yeah. yeah. All those little wee things. Dip and the uh, You T-bone, particularly against guys like that, they're massive. They'll, they'll keep you up. But more importantly, they're, they're going to slow that ruck ball down to then make it easier for them to, to, to defend off that ruck again. Yeah, nice. Um, that's good. So you've played in Ireland, Mills, and you probably mm. know who... I mean, their team hasn't quite been named at no. the time we're recording this, but let's have a look at some of the guys that they had last week and who will be there again. Um Jordan Lamore is their new find, this fullback, young guy who's got amazing footwork. He's kind of their Damien McKenzie, a little bit bigger than Damien, I yep. guess. Um, looking at that back line, can you tell me a little bit about, say, even Kieran Mar- uh, Marmion? Marmion, yep. Marmo, um, well, Marmo. Yeah, I, I played with uh, Marmo at Connacht, and he is an exciting talent. I mean, I... Um, He's got a great step on him. You know when you play touch? Yeah. Okay, you play touch here in New Zealand. You've got those cheeky island or Māori fellas in the middle. And yeah. they've got the ball. And all of a sudden, you're in the middle of the park and you're on defence. And then yeah. you go, oh. And he's going to Yeah, no, you're thinking, oh, man, step. here we go. And, and you see their eyes light up, eh? These yeah. little wee small fellas. And you're thinking, oh, mate, he's going to do me both sides. Well, he's got a step like those, like those guys. Does he do the mid-air bicycle? Like? No, not, he hasn't got, no. quite got the bicycle, but he's no. got a little wee hop. He's oh, got yeah. a little wee hop and a little wee, you know, jink of the head and things like that. He's got a wonderful step around there. So around the edges, he's been really good. Yeah. His passing ability is um, great too. We have, they haven't seen much of him, and the reason is because Conor Murray has just he's he's dominated that for a very, that position for a very long time. Marmo's kicking game, well, it's hard to be able to get up to the to the. Um, level um, Murray gets up to but the fa- his kicking game probably isn't is probably his weakest point running and passing is is, um, is is fantastic and a young young talent so I'm looking forward to, to how he goes uh, particularly with uh, Sexton because he'll he'll demand a bit of uh, a bit of ball and, and a bit of direction from him but Bundy Aki and Crotty I think for me that's that's got to be the big matchup um, along with you know some of the guys up front but to me you know that just Bundy there just brings a little bit of X factor to the Irish, um, given that he's played in New Zealand, he knows what these guys are like, and kind of similar, similar sort of build to um to Crotty as well. And they love defending; they absolutely love you know um getting up and uh, and making solid tackles. So I'm looking forward to that battle um, in particular on on, uh, on Sunday morning. Yes, indeed, and you would know, or you would have seen a bit of Keith Earls in your time. Yeah. Uh, so he he's sort of lasted the distance. There's, you know, there are guys who have played like J- Jonathan Sexton's played seventy six times, uh, seventy seven times for Ireland. Yeah. And Keith Earls is at the same vintage. What what does he bring to the table? Because he's been there a while. I st- he brings stability. Yeah. And solid. You know, he's he's absolutely solid. The way he carries the ball. He's had a few injuries in the past, which is. Probably um, you know kept him out of the Irish team, but still what seventy odd Test matches. Um, but that's what he brings. He'll, he'll and he'll go all day. He, he won't sort of stop. You know, even if things aren't going his way, he, he's he's he just keeps trying and trying and trying. And so um, 
and experience, and, and you, you need that experience. Um, you know, when you're playing playing the All Blacks, I think you know uh, Robbie Henshaw's out. That's right. Um, he's sort of uh, uh, Gonski's. So he he would have been good. His combination with uh, keys has been fantastic and a, and a good young player. But up front, but up front, particularly in the Lucys, um, where I think they have lost O'Brien. Mm-hmm. He's key. He was key. So he's broken his arm. Um, and so, like, so we've got, we're out with Sean O'Brien. He's gone. Put a line through him. Through has gone. CJ okay. Stanlett. He's got to be massive. No, don't put a line through him, no, mate. Underlining him. Underline. Yeah. Circle him. Circle him. Okay, key. We'll circle him. Key. Yeah, key. The big South African who, um, he's kind of a bit of a he-man, isn't he? Like he, he's got those, you know, the walks around a little bit like this. But he, he's uh, the ball carrier, isn't yeah. he? And I, I like him because he's he is he he brings your typical South African. I'm going to run it up, but he also has got a little bit of footwork as well. He's got a bit of flair about him, so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind the Irish trying to get him a little bit wider, um, you know, outside ten, possibly outside twelve, because he's um he's, he's kind of like um you know uh, space, just not as big, but I, I think he's got probably better footwork than than what um than what space has. Pierre Space, yeah, what a beast he was. Um, when you always look at uh, the All Blacks, the one thing that we've got over other teams and it shows in our results is that our bench is bench, so strong, right? Yeah. So you've already said that ALB will probably come in um, to, and then Moonga, they, mm. if they stick with this uh, McKenzie experiment, because it is really an experiment given that Ben Smith is probably still the best fullback mm. maybe in the world. So I you do love that our bench. It's got that sort of punch there. Um, what about the the Irish bench? If you look at say these guys here, you recognise a few of those lads there: Devin Toner, Toner, yeah, um, Jack McGrath, who's been around. And yeah, yeah. Was he a British line as well, Jack? Uh, uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, I can Google that. Any, so look, looking at looking at who they're bringing in, and maybe Rob Carney and Gary Ringrose will come back. Mm. Um, I know we're just speculating here, but what what do you think is the difference between the two benches? Oh, it's. I mean, you look at the front row. Yeah. Look at that. When you're bringing like uh, Dane Coles, Offa Tuanga Fasi, Nipo Lolala, man, yeah. that's that's huge. Scott Scott Barrett played a massive role last weekend when he came on. Yeah. But look at the experience. You know, albeit. Uh, Richie Moonga, who's I, I'm loving the way he's 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 coming on now and actually dictating what sort of happens and taking control. But that that front row, when you be when you're able to bring someone like Dane Coles, who's been out of the game for a long time, bring him bring him on early. But also the the two props. I mean, Lolala, he's huge mm. apparently on uh, and um, and so strong. Offer's been there defensively. He's um, so. I mean, when you're changing guys like that. Over with a Cody Taylor, Owen Franks, uh, and Tukunukuafi. Uh, what do you lose? Nothing. No. You know? And so, and particularly against the Northern Hemisphere teams, because that's where they they pride themselves a lot on around around the top five and things like that. And so, experience up front is uh, is huge for us. And um, I suppose we've ex- we've experienced that with the with the uh, the way our bench is being used. The fact that we come on, well, they come on. And um, we don't lose anything. No, uh, Mills, because you played in Ireland uh, for you know for a few years there. There was a, a comment the other day that that decided that the passion, the traditional Irish passion, was the enemy. Mm. That they needed to actually worry more about 
carrying it on right to the to the end, you know. Yeah. Or obviously that game that New Zealand got out of jail over there mm. with the uh, was it the Ryan Crotty try, try yeah. Coles to Crotty, uh, Coles to Crotty, and so uh, so is that partly, I guess, uh, Joe Schmidt changing that. Yeah. What's he done to Ireland, I guess, to make them this willpower? Well, that the Irish are great people, very passionate, fiery. But it can be detrimental to them because you get fiery, you make um, you know decisions that you don't realise you've um, you know bad decisions that you don't realise you make. It's all good bringing your heart and fire into things, but you've got to have a cool head upstairs, and that's where we're pretty good at. You know, we we know we we've got to still go out there, have a lot of um, fire in your belly, as they would say, and, and um, ice cold upstairs because you've got to make good decisions. Um, and the Irish, they are. They just love getting amongst you. Show a lot of passion and a lot of pride. But you also got to make sure you're on the job um, in what you're doing. And what Joe Smith Schmidt brings is is that he brings the fact that the lines they run, and you you'll see it all. Like every single time they run a backdoor play, guys that are running their lines, they're constantly running it all the time, looking for opportunity. Um, and it's something that the Irish have possibly haven't been used to. The fact that um, you know you're you're doing everything the same way every time and looking at the opportunities that, that arise and also being able to execute that under pressure. Um, and it, it takes a while um, to adapt to something like that, but um, certainly, um, you know, you, usually you say to the Irish, well, here's the ball, you've got to run it there. There's a brick, there may be a brick wall there. They'll run it, they'll run it, mm-hmm. you know, they'll try and run over that brick wall. There might be a couple of the, the holes um, you know, either side of the, that brick wall, but because they're so passionate, they'll just keep doing that. You know, and um, and and tough. So he's perhaps brought that whole mentality of okay, if that's not really on, maybe do a little bit of footwork, um, get on the outside, and and be able to know you know where the opportunities are, where you know where to adapt, um, and and actually go and 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 sort of exploit those areas that uh, you know the All Blacks may be under pressure. So and we're seeing that. That's why they're now the number two team in the world. I mean, you look back. I think we, um, years ago we used to dominate the Irish by what twenty odd points easily. Mm. I, I really this this weekend I couldn't I, I couldn't pick who's going to win this weekend because I think you know you just don't know what the Irish are going to have. They've just they've just come on in leaps and bounds over the and that's why they won in Chicago. That's why they've been so close over the years. And so this this game for me is oh, the game of the year, the absolute game of the year. That's right, you heard it here first. And also, taking opportunities is a bit like parking in Auckland, isn't it? You know, because if you're, sometimes you, you, if you go into a place and you see a park and you go, I can do better than that. Yeah. That, that is a, and you always rue that error because you go, look, it's only an extra couple of hundred metres, but you just decide, no, no, I can get closer. And today, we, we've, we found coming to the short, um, the short Ball podcast, we were both in, in a well, world of pain out there. We were in a world of pain, but in some ways, you know, driving two big trucks, well, you've got an Isuzu and I've got a uh, Holden Colorado That's right. Z71. It, I look at some of those spots that I can actually get in and I think, whoa, I possibly could get in there, but I'm not, prepared, yeah, I'm not yeah. prepared to go that way. I'm, I want something that's clear and obvious that I can get the truck into um, without, um, you know, hitting something. Yeah. Um, but it is. I mean, even you know, producer Tina here. She was she was a bit worried. She texted us what we were supposed to start at ten. We got in about twenty past, and yeah. I, 
Yeah. It's an abomination, but it's not our fault because there is an actual guest car park here they didn't tell us about, which is ridiculous. Finally, we've been told. Um, Scotty Stevenson is actually, if you're wondering, he's on tour in Ireland. Look out for him. He's lost about 20 kgs. I don't know how he's done it. It's not just through smoking. <laughs> he's done some exercise as well. He's and running. He's running a lot, and um, and he's looking fantastic, although this tour will put him to the test because, you know, is it, is it the beef pie and a Guinness or whatever it yes, is? Yes, the Guinness. Oh, is it, it's a meal, eh, that Guinness, yeah, eh? Yeah. Wow. Did you enjoy a Guinness over there? I love what, well, mate. It's totally different to the Guinnesses here. Yeah, Guinness and the ninety nines. When oh, it's not quite summer. You know what the ninety nines are? No, you missed the whippy ice cream. Yeah, but they they call it ninety nine. It's now because it used to be ninety nine cents or pence. Yeah, um, it's now two dollars something. But they are huge. Oh, they're so tasty. Too. A ninety nine. What is that? So you get a cone with yeah. a sort of Mister Whippy ice cream, but they're like massive. Oh right. Yeah, I still have that because we used to have a petrol station just like literally 10 metres down the road and beside the pub. And there's no like you ask for a 99, everyone knows exactly what it is. Mate. They know what a 99 is. Good food. Pies aren't as flash as New Zealand pies. I think New Zealand has got it in terms of pies. Oh, easily. Yeah. Easily. I, I would challenge any nation to come at us with your pies because right now you could go into any, any even a dairy in New Zealand, which is whatever, a corner store 7-Eleven, for those of, for those of you overseas, you'll still find a pretty good pie. There's a pie warmer in every shop <laughs> in New Zealand, <laughs> and aren't we selective now? When we go, oh, that, that's just a, that's just a bakery pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy's pies are just a bake. Jimmy's pies not. I've heard Marcus Kennedy from Sky Sports say Jimmy's pies are just just another bakery pie. Are they? No, no, Jimmy's is that the one from up north? No, it's down south. Okay, well, the one up north is outstanding. What as Kerry well. pies? Uh, I'm not sure, but they they come in the, in a white paper bag. Dad's so, pies or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, when you go uh, Whangarei or further yeah. north, they're incredible. Don't there. forget the Westie pies, mate. Yep. Have you had a Westie pie? I think I have actually. But they're a, they're a mass produced pie, though, aren't they? They are actually they are, but they're tasty. So are the big bins. Oh. Could go a big bin now. So, lunch wise, um, let's compare your game day lunch to today's lunch. Today, what what you be, will you be having for lunch? Oh, I don't know what I'm going to have for lunch. Probably a salad or something. Yeah, same. I'm I'm on a diet. It's real sad. But game day, what 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 could you have? Game day. Uh, I didn't usually have lunch on game day. Really? I just I skipped lunch. Because I just went big breakfast and then pre-match meal. Oh, okay, which was? Every now and then, if I was a little bit peckish, I'd have a sandwich, like yeah. a chicken salad on it. Chutney. So you, pre-match meal, you, you're talking dinner. Lunch, but a dinner, but <laughs> in between. Like a, you're talking a four o'clock, a five o'clock dinner. Dinner, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, they don't usually call that a brunch? No. No, 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 you're, no you're in, it's a dinner, yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah. My daughter advocates dinner. I'm a big fan of dinner as well, actually. Skip a meal. Yeah, let's have some linner. Um, Scotty is... No, he's... He, he's gone. He's gone, skis. Oh, I've just received a text. Oh, let's read it out. Hey, mate. Hey, mate. That would be midnight here. I am doubtful for that time. Okay, well, he's saying he's doubtful for that time, but he's actually texting us right now saying he's doubtful. Mm. Should I text him back? Okay, just say we're about to wrap up the pod. And that's what's going to happen is... Um, He's going to have his chance to his right of reply. You've got to give him a chur then, too, yeah. eh? By okay, the way, we're wrapping up now. Chur. Yep. Chur. Hey, wait. Hey, let's not forget the um, 
Women's, Women's World Cup. Women's, Women's World, World Cup. Cup is coming to New Zealand 2021. Um, and I love the fact that they promoted, uh, uh, Dr. Farah Palmer said, the way they promoted it or pitched it was, if you're a women's rugby player, why, w- why wouldn't you want to come to New Zealand? You'd want to come and play in New Zealand. Totally right, because no matter where you are, or no matter what district, rural area, city you're in, if you're a women's rugby team who shows up here, the locals will love you, they'll yep. talk to you, they'll give you advice that you don't want, they'll tell you how to play, <laughs> all of that sort of stuff, and critique you really, really uh, in detail. Yeah. yeah, so why wouldn't you want to come why here? Wouldn't, yeah, why wouldn't you? That's the way to go. Why yeah. wouldn't you come to New Zealand? And um, that's going to be a huge tournament. And, of course, the Black Ferns are playing France and Grenoble, which – have you played in Grenoble? No. That's in the foot of the Alps, I believe. So th- chance of snow, I guess. Um, but France look quite good on the 15s front. They're, they're the, uh, the, the new big threat, aren't they, yeah, in they 15s? Third, I think they were Six Nations champions last year. Third uh, in terms of standings. They played a good game. I know it was wet, but they played an awesome some brilliant talent especially out wide and um in their backs uh, particularly their back three so um, interesting game will be uh very good good to see how the black ferns back up from last week's 14-0 win yeah exactly and um also keen to see how um scotty backs up because it sounds like that sort of text sounds like he's he's knee deep in some sort of pub the music's loud and uh he is having a hell of a time and having a few Guinnesses and probably a few 99s as well in his travels. We're in there, aren't we? Here we are. All right. Thanks for listening and watching. Um, I'll be here next week, I think. It's Yes, I will be. <laughs> well, I might not Cheers. be. Cheers. I'll be here, bro. Okay. Thanks, bro. your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.